Hey, everybody. On this week, can you confirm that? I learned that Aaron Paul is not in Gran Turismo. And me and John work pretty hard on staying forever young. We're talking more about my generation. Enjoy the show. Say it again. Enjoy, Enjoy the show. The show. <laughs> All right, bud. I think you got it. I think you got it. Okay. Look at that. That was fucking good, too. Can you confirm that? It's filmed in front of a live studio audience. Like every new album that comes out, like Drake's new album comes out, it's 20 bucks. Taylor's new album comes out, it's 20 bucks. Right? Because you just know that somebody somewhere is going to be like, I love this artist and I will pay because I want to play this song on blah, blah, blah. And then just keep making like new drums and shit. Just keep selling um... me a new drum every year. If I, if like Steve Jobs can sell me a new iPhone every year, they can sell me new drums. They, that was their problem is that people didn't want to pay. But there are still, it does still have a big community. Just so you know, there is yeah. still a guitar hero community out there on PC. And people have like, uh, nowadays they can easily, easily upload versions of games and like, or not games, versions of music and like put it into the game for free. So this huge, there's a huge like, um, like, Competitive guitar hero community on the that's internet. You should look it like, up. That's uh, kind of it's interesting. A, but it's like a hobbyist one, right? Like because they're 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 hacking it and making it live on its own. That's kind of cool, actually. There's a lot of cool people like that who kind of yeah. bring uh, things that are, you know, like there's somewhere somewhere people are still building train sets, right? Like you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not really hobbyist because. These days, it's all like streamers and stuff who are like, "Yo, watch me play this game that's really hard on Rock on Guitar Hero or whatever," and so they can stream that and you know be professionals that way. Yeah, it's like interesting because cool. there's like the gig economy. Is that what it's called? The gig economy. <laughs> yeah, man, that's it. That's the one. There you go. Is that how you wanted it? Staying up on the times. Oh, I don't think it was how I wanted it. C Plus Productions proudly presents Can You Confirm That? Starring Gaurav Wander and John Brown. Hey, that's how we do here. And welcome to another week of Can You Confirm That? I'm just going to intro the show whether you're ready for it or not. Because I feel ready. We're on episode 165. We're happy you guys are here. You that you tuned in. I'm with the one and only G-Man himself. <laughs> I like to introduce you as G-Man now. I, We're gonna I think like, you forgot my name for a bit there. <laughs> no, no, it's burned into my brain. Um, that's all right, Jack. I mean, uh, John. It's all right. <laughs> I don't know your middle name though. We've established. <laughs> You know, I had a boss once who like butchered my name pretty bad at like one of those presentations. Like my name was like on the chart for like, you know, good job this month kind of thing. Yeah. And he like couldn't say it. And it was like the most, it's probably like the worst I've ever, like context. This is a guy who is from Texas and had just come up to run the Canadian division. This guy's yeah. only been in Canada for like nine months, right? Like he's still learning how this world works. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, and he's Texas. Uh, so a Texas accent can't like looks at the name, doesn't know what the hell is happening, says it, and it was hilarious. But um, me being me, like the the next opportunity I got, like as I'm leaving, my boss John, funny enough, 
uh, he's like, hey, Bob, this is this is Gorov. Uh, like, I mean, as in like, that's the name that you're yeah. trying to say. Uh, yeah. And he's like, oh, oh, you know what? My apologies. I, uh, my glasses were just kind of like crooked and I was fixing them and it all blurred. And I was like, no worries, Bob. And I walked away. <laughs> Bob. He deserves it. Boba T. Uh, <laughs> well, God bless him. My dad always used to have a hard time with your name. He's an really? 82-year-old man yeah. born in Toronto and he would always like oh how's your friend and he would never say your name right so I know I, I, I don't pronounce it properly either Gorov but um, yeah that's I, would, I, I, would I, like... I just assumed he called me G all these times man like, uh, <laughs> I thought no, we were he under, tries he tries but it, he tries but he's never met another Gorov so he uh, he always messes it up and I that's why I know your name so well because I'm constantly repeating to him that's funny <laughs> that's funny my parents are weird like that, right? My mom, she's one of those people, uh, I hope she doesn't hear this. She's one of those people who doesn't say diabetes, right? Diabetes? No. Yeah, she says thing? that. She says diabetes. 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 Like diabetes. the dude from Quaker Oats. Yeah, man. There you go. Uh, have you the seen diabetes? that video? Yeah, it's seen the that one for Brimley, right? Yeah. Wasn't he was doing commercials for it? He, he was doing commercials yeah. for something, right? Like, and like in the same like video, he pronounces yeah. it wrong. He pronounces it right and wrong in the same video. <laughs> but my mom does that. She says diabetes, and then you go, "Mom, that's not how you say it." And you and she goes, "How are you supposed to say it?" And you can say diabetes, and she'll say, "What did I say?" <laughs> like she totally doesn't hear that she's saying it wrong. <laughs> that's your mom's inner uh, Jamaican right there. That's what that yeah, is. That's, that's exactly. Yeah, then she hits me with a... What do you, what do you hear? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she gets a switch from the tree, right? Oh, there you go. I was at a Jamaican <laughs> restaurant with my mom, and she was talking about that with the owner of the restaurant. I'm like, Jesus, yeah. embarrassing. Like, don't talk about child abuse to, with a restaurateur. <laughs> the favorite thing about that is, like, you know that the restaurant, like, owner goes home, wife is like, how was your day? It's like, you know... I thought Crazy I knew a lot about Jamaica, but this is this is different. <laughs> I had to talk to this crazy white woman who thinks she's Jamaican. Well, no, he was probably like he probably blew his mind, and he came home all like <laughs> we're we're all the same. I I didn't see it before. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yes, my mom enlightened a black man too. <laughs> he's like I, he's he went home and was like I think I may have been racist. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure that's how it went. <laughs> oh man, you never know. You never know. You never know. But anyways, Gorov, <laughs> happy to have you. Happy to have everybody listening. How are you doing this week? What's new? Um, I don't know. Oh, don't put me on the spot like that. Oh. Um. Hey, did you watch anything cool last week? I actually, kind of did. I watched a bunch of things. I watched like Gran Turismo. I watched uh, the Loki finales. Yeah. I watched the Dumb Money. Uh, Gran Turismo. Is a couple like other with, things. Uh, is Gran Turismo with uh, Jesse? Jesse? Isn't that his name? Pinkman? Pinkman? Are you thinking like Need for Speed from like that, 14 years ago? Is he not in Gran Turismo too? <laughs> he is not. No, oh. he's not. <laughs> Aaron Paul? No, yeah, no. I know. I know exactly what you're thinking. What you're I thinking about me. is uh, is is a trailer you watched probably during COVID uh, <laughs> of him in a movie called Need for Speed based uh, on a video game. You are correct. 
Uh, but years and years ago. Um, I thought he got recast in the Grand Tourism. No. You know what? I wonder if it's a shared universe, though. Yeah, it should be. <laughs> <laughs> they could, right? I mean, it could be. Imagine it's just kind of like the guys from Forza show up in another movie, and it's just all of a sudden it's, oh, my God, I can't believe it. It's like, you know what? I'm going to say it. It's more likely that you see like a Halo meets like Uncharted like crossover Xbox PlayStation movie before you ever see like a DC MCU <laughs> movie, right? Like it's get like you'll probably see that first. Yeah. Don't go over to that side of town. That's the twisted metal area. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh my takeaway for Gran Turismo for you, John, is this. It's always fun to Thanks. watch a movie that you think is gonna be shit that turns out not to be. Uh that's mm. always a bonus, right? Like a bonus mark to like when you when your expectations is this will be crap. And it's like, oh, wasn't so much crap, right? So that's a good, nice, like it's it's a pleasant what it surprise. Even be about like working in a in a racing shop or team got, or something. Man, do your own homework. You know, <laughs> I'm sick of these keyboard warriors. They're always like, you know, it's like a Google away, John. Figure like, it one out. Second. Just one second. <laughs> Just be quiet for one second. What is a podcast <laughs> if not for you to explain something in detail? Like, don't, don't tell me to do Why am I even here if you're going to just tell me, all right, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Go listen to your own uh, shit now. Bye. Yeah. No, I'm just, it's, no, it's just, I, cause I could hear the derision in your voice. You know what I mean? Like, I can hear it. And you know what you're doing? You're doing the Fox News question thing where you're like, look at me pretending like I care, but I'm asking it in this way that's so condescending. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this, sir. I don't like your line of questioning and Orlando <laughs> Bloom and David Harbour did, oh. not, did not put in some of the best work uh, in, in a shitty movie. Uh, uh, yeah. You have no idea, man. Like it's Hellboy one of those, Legolas? <laughs> they showed up and that's the weird part. That's the weird David part. Harbour yeah. always shows up. He's good. Orlando Bloom. You never know. eh? Yeah. <laughs> that's why I was surprised to see it. I think I was like watching it. And I'm like, Oh my God, I really got buy Katy you Perry money. That's why you, you're Katy definitely Perry. the smarmy director of marketing of Nissan. Yeah, you are. I can see it. You smarmy little prick. Oh, but you've got a heart. Oh, but you do care. Oh, but do you care? Oh no. But you, ah, as long as the, your, your heart lines up with the bottom line, it's all good, isn't it? And <laughs> ah. it's just, it's one of those things where it was like, it was fine. Right. Like you don't expect it to be good. But it's also like, huh? Uh, what, okay, I'll tell you this about Gran Turismo. It's like <laughs> when when people tell you Super Mario Brothers made a billion dollars, but it was also like a six and a half out of ten, or sixty eight percent on Metacritic or Rotten Tomatoes and stuff. It like you're kind of like, oh, how did it make so much money? And this is one of those things where it's like Gran Turismo itself is also a sixty eight percent movie, mm-hmm. but it. Also could have made a billion dollars and I wouldn't have been surprised and it didn't make a billion dollars and I'm not surprised. Right. Like, I mean, like I would be surprised if it made a billion. No, I, no, I wouldn't be because what like Vin Diesel makes a billion dollars for like flying cars into space. Oh, that's true. I guess. Right. Like, so it's Gran Turismo with Orlando Bloom, David Harbour. It's a true story. Like, it's like, all right, cool. So that should have been. They didn't lose money on this thing, right? Like you can, they did not put money into it. It's not like they like like. You've told me all I need to know about this movie. It's basically air with cars. Hey, that's a good way to put it. But air was significantly better. You know what I mean? Like air, air, air's got freaking like Viola Davis and shit. Yeah, yeah. Let's also let's also level set. I don't care how much Orlando Bloom shows up. (laughs) He ain't doing. He can't carry it that much. No. (laughs) 
Yeah, he's not the uh, woman queen uh, or whatever. Yeah. Now, now, hey man, like to and I'll 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 uh, counter it with like dumb money, which has like Seth Rogen, Paul Dano, mm-hmm. uh, Shailene Woodley, Nick Offerman. Like it's got people. Yeah, and and right, like it's it's a good and it's a it's what I would say is like um if Adam McKay movies were being done by Todd Phillips. But Todd Phillips, when he was doing Hangover, get it? Like, yeah, Yeah. like not not Todd Phillips. I'm like an artistic prick doing the Joker movies. But like, I'm talking Todd Phillips. Like, I know how to make funny movies back. Like when he was doing that. What's the Um, one that he did? Old school. Yeah, that's what I mean. And then he got all. Now he's gotten all super serious, right? Like he doesn't. You know what I don't like? He's overrated. Big time overrated. I would have said he's fine, and I'm going to agree with you because he is overrated. Because he's overrated because as soon as he said something pretentious along the lines of like, "I think comedy's dead," and I don't know if I can make funny movies, yeah. I'm like, "No, you're just not good. Like, relax." Dumb good. money, dumb money is made by somebody we know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was watching it, the trailer. Like, you know what I mean? It's like made by the people who made blah blah blah. And you're like, oh, I know those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was fine. Like, and like, like it's, you know, 84% on the tomato meter, 85% audience score. Uh, Pete Davidson's in it too. I forgot that part, right? Like there's enough people in it to make the movie entertaining. Um, but it's clearly one of those things that like comes and goes, right? Like, you know, nothing draws my demographic like Pete Davidson. Well, no, you know what the issue is? It's like, uh, we all complain about, Hey man, they don't make enough good, like, adulty r-rated movie like dumb money is an r-rated movie because it has the f word more than once right but you know somewhere a producer and like somebody at sony and columbia pictures was saying to themselves you know if we just fucking edit this down to a pg-13 we might actually make money because people like pete davidson will have 14 year old girl show up tomorrow right but the fact that it's a seven like r-rated like there's you know what I mean? Who's the uh, who's the the fucking Bucky? What's his name? What's that guy? Oh, Sebastian. Sebastian. He's in it as well, right? Like the, the, there's enough people. Uh, oh, Craig Gillespie is the director. So let me look into this because that name I know for sure. I like it. Um, we both like butchered actor names today. <laughs> usually we're yeah. so good. The one comment I usually get from people about can you confirm that is that we're pretty good with actor names and stuff. But today yeah. we've just been like old Legolas here and there. Oh, I guess we'll get there. We'll get there. No, but I mean, uh, I think it helps. General, listen, there. Um, I think it's a fifty-fifty thing, right? Like, I think you need to do both, anyways. You kind of have to be like Jesse Pinkman, Aaron Paul, because yeah, people yeah, yeah. will either know one or the other. Kind of yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> I think right. that's we're, we're doing it right. You're right. <laughs> I think we're here informing. We're we're confirming and informing. Mm-hmm. No harm in that. Or or playing a trivia game at the same time, right? Like you mentioned something that you watched this week that I also watched was the Loki uh, finale. Man, yes. I, I don't know if we call it the season two finale, if we call it the I series finale. finale, if we call it the Loki yeah. finale. Um, uh, oh, well, I see what you did like, there at the end. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Tom Hiddleston seems like he's like, this is it. This is Loki come to full circle. I think Loki's chilling. I don't think you're going to see any more television episodes anytime soon. He's uh, a little busy. Uh, right? <laughs> I think I think Loki will arrive again in one of those big bad Avenger movies. Um, I don't know. Wasn't this 
I don't remember if this theory was something I said to you and I said to the pod or if I said in my head or if I just ranted off to someone else. But I I was kind of like, I was like, Tom Hiddleston to me, I think, is maybe the only one who hasn't gotten the payday. Yeah, you said that, Tess. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's I think it seems like he gets one more. Right. Like if yeah. if if the agents and the writers and everyone and karma worked his. I mean, like, if Karma is an MCU contract that expires just as they need you, um, that's a great thing, right? Like, you know, like, um, that's well, Taylor Swift-level money you might get, right? Like, you're going to get, like, a good $25, 50000000 million just to show up one more time. Yeah. Um, the one thing I remember that we didn't talk about, and I don't want to get into it too much because it's in the past, but uh, we didn't really talk about what Avenger Prime does. Do you know what Avenger Prime does? I can, um, I can be dorky about it if you want me to be. Yeah, so here, you go dorky. I'll just tell you what I think Kevin Feige would do with Tom Hiddleston as Avenger Prime. Okay, well, let me tell you the first part right. of Avenger Prime first, because yeah. it's kind of already there. Avenger Prime sits at the end of time, just like Loki just built the throne at the end of time. Spoiler alert. hey oh, And, um, if you're a long-time listener, you know that that's your own fucking fault, though, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, I can put it in the in the description. No, 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 no. We've done episodes <laughs> telling people. So Loki's at the edge of time, <laughs> sitting on a throne, and he builds Avengers Tower, the Avengers Tower, at the end of time, and then he assembles the Prime Avengers. So he. <clears throat> I guess uh, the big story is that like Thor in this Loki version, Thor dies and he ends up at the end of time, like super alone. And he wants to stop some of these things from happening. So he builds an Avengers team and he gets the prime, which we we think might happen. And this is like the best way to recast, right? Be like, Mm -hmm. go up to Robert Downey and be like, Hey man, cool. High five. Oh, this guy over here is actually Tony Stark Fuck. Prime. Or need you, Iron need you. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the, I, that was the hit, right? Like I told you, like I would love, I, I need nothing more yeah. than like, it's so simple. The fan service is there. Uh, Robert Dooney Jr. Like it'll be a scale. Do you need me for every day is a million, <laughs> right? Like if you need me for a day, I'll come by for a million bucks. Cause that means you only need me for like four or five hours and I'm in and gone. That's great. I can run that into my charity. If you need me for Probably four more. days. Yeah. No, and it probably escalates, right? Like, it's probably, oh, four days is like, okay, well, that's eight. Now we're at eight million, right? Like, now I need eight million, right? Like, it's, it's, and so, but all it, that's exactly what it meant is like, I, I would assume, (laughs) I assume, like, my favorite part about this would be the, okay, so here's my theory on why this would be funny. Inside Mm. joke, funny, a scene that happens, uh, that's funny for people like me and you doesn't mean much to the average listener but or, or watcher who's not following intently but at the same time it's like two seconds of screen time so it would be hilarious the idea is this the loki that we've seen in loki season two is the one that in 2012 was in the new york battle but never he wasn't he didn't stick around to see how it all actually all finished so he doesn't actually realize that like he had assembled a good team so now Right in Secret Wars, this Loki doesn't actually know that like Downey Jr., Scarlett Johansson, and Jeremy Renner are actually all a very good team. 
So he will go around and it would be hilarious to actually see him kind of like for four seconds of a cameo of Robert Downey Jr. in a movie, making him a million and a half bucks for four seconds of screen time of just Loki being like, you know what? You're actually not the one I'm looking for. Yeah. Right. That, yeah. That's hilarious to us. The, the viewer would be like, oh, but he doesn't. Oh, but yeah, uh, that's funny. <laughs> right. Like, that's it. That's all I'm it saying. It goes to Scarlett Johansson and then he's like, oh, look over there. There's Emily Blunt. And she's yeah. like. Yeah, <laughs> or whoever they actually will go on with, or whatever, right? Like, or, or maybe it's Yelena, uh, the the other widow now, right? Like the sister. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? I think Emily. Did you know that? Like Emily Blunt was gonna be Scarlet. Oh or, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. pretty well known, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she, what the reasoning was, who knows, right? But like, oh, she was um, attached to uh, some terrible Jack Black movie. Oh, okay. Was oh that yeah, Elker's Travels or something. All of so she had travel. like it was in her contract and she had to do it so she couldn't yeah. do Black Widow and she like it's like totally pissed off about that. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I mean, yeah. That's a big So that's what I mean. You could yeah. you would um and, and the thing is it's like you don't need to have like Scarlett Johansson be like you're not part of the team anymore and it's Emily Blunt now. The truth is it's not going to be like Emily Blunt either, right? Like not anymore. Yeah. No, but it can be in the movie. It can be this in the same way John Krasinski showed up in Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. You, you can fan throw service. Emily, yeah, yeah, fan service. Throw Emily Blunt in there. Uh, she's one of the seven Black Widows who ends up getting killed by like freaking Kang, right? Like, yeah. like fourteen Kangs have taken down seven widows. Like, who knows what the hell's gonna happen? Like, it's it's eh. it's gonna. That movie has uh, so much riding on it when it comes to visual effects and special effects artists, like having the time to do the work, yeah. right? And if they don't have the time to do the work, right, that movie's going to be fucking brutal. Like, that's that's an unfortunate reality, but, like, uh-oh. All right? Like, it's like, Shang-Chi's fine, because it's like one dude just, like, scaffolding up a bamboo tower. <laughs> cool. But, like, to have 19 versions of Spider-Man and, like, a thousand, like infinite versions of Jonathan Majors on it, like, it's... It's going to require some shit, man. Like, I don't know how they're even going to make it make sense. I, I I bet you it's a dream, though, to get over there and recast whoever they want at the end of that. Yeah, so, but the idea is, like, we've played this game on this pod so many times, right? Of Like, how would we recast this and that? And we always kind of skew young, right? Because the yeah. idea is, like, older and established cost money. And plus, we've kind of seen what happens when you, you try to start with, like, a Ben Affleck and a Gal Gadot and stuff, right? Like, it just, it's they age out so fast and it, if it doesn't hit the ground running, you're screwed. Yeah. So you start young and sometimes it gets there, but like, I don't know. You know what I, like I always forget, man, like everyone we think is young. Isn't that young either anymore. Like Zach Efron's not a child anymore. You know what I mean? Like, but, but to me, he seems like a child. How old like, Tom I, Holland? Yeah. Tom Holland's got to be what? 25. Cause he is a child. Yeah, right, that, but, that's the age, right? Yeah. So Tom Holland, let me do the quick Google numbers for you. I mean, he's twenty-seven right now. But what? So yeah. if that's him, how old do you think Zac Efron is? Right? Oh, fuck. He's like got to be like mid mid thirties. You nailed it, buddy. Thirty-six. Right? Yeah. So yeah. a thirty-six-year-old Efron kind of almost is like, okay, well, I guess if you want, like, like you wouldn't think it if somebody was like, hey, Reed Richards, Zac Efron, but like. 
I guess age wise it plays. Mm-hmm. Right? Like and it's because uh everybody is so young and everything is so young that I don't know if anybody realizes how old everybody really is, right? Like I think we're in a like Paul Rudd's made it hard. Jennifer Lopez has made it hard. Like I remember when as a child I was like, man, Joan Rivers is old. Jaja Gabor, she's old. But like you wouldn't know it now because it's like Jane Fonda should be ancient, but she kind of still looks young for someone who's so old. Like, great. right? Yeah. Like, it's just like, but like, the trick is just full face mask. So, like, <laughs> a- actors mask. like, um, or who actors who play Steve Rogers or or who play Thor or who play Loki, yeah, because their face is on screen during stunts and action shots. It's harder for them, whereas like Robert Downey or Tom Holland, even, yeah, he can just be. It can be any dude, any stuntman in the mask. And then it just like takes it off every once in a while, does a couple scenes and goes, Hey, I'm still Tom Isle, puts it back on. And then stunt guy comes, does four flips, right? Like, or whatever. Yeah. So that's the trick is like, if you can get your face covered, you can stay in the role longer. <laughs> that too. And like, but he's got like for some, 27. Yeah. And somehow he still has me convinced he's been 17 years old in every movie. <laughs> Hey, he's going into university. Well, no, but I mean, like, there's a five-year freaking blip. Like, the Mm -hmm. truth is, it's like, if they wanted to, they really could have been like, hey, man, he's 22 now. Or 24. Because at least make it seem like he's aged at all. Like, Peter Parker in in those MCU movies is kind of like Bart Simpson. Like, he showed up at a certain age and and personality and and abilities. And he left. And like, you know what I mean? Like his last movie is like still him at that same age. It's strange. Anyways, Jane Fonda is 85, John. Jane Fonda is 85. Incoming alert from the the breaking news desk research team. 85 years old. I'm telling you, man, she's looked 65 for 20 years. (laughs) All that, those um, aerobics videos. I think it's, uh, I think it's uh, maybe like, listen, I don't want to go deep. We're not a big conspiracy theory show. Yeah. I don't want to say it could be all the blood they drink in Hollywood. Um, but, uh, no, uh, you know, maybe it's just a youthfulness. Tom Holland seems to like to be young. He still yeah. video games a lot, right? I was thinking all about like that lately. Like, um, I've been thinking a lot about uh, lately, and I guess historically I've always been fond of, but I've been listening to more pop music than I used to. Okay. Like I, was, I used to lean more like blues, R&B kind of stuff, classic rock, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I've like just been listening to more pop for appreciation of like the production, I guess. Is that what it is? Or do you think it's just with age comes like the want to not have to seem so hard to try so hard. You know what I mean? Like there, there is something about when you're 21 and you're like, Hey man, are you really into, and then people will be like, what? I've never heard of that band. And you'd be like, yeah, I guess uh, you really got like, I mean, <laughs> I've like never not been a, that guy. No, right? I've like, never been that. Um, no? I, it's never yeah, been okay. the saddest thing for me to like indie music ever. I, I've never really been yeah, into but it. Pe- but like, yeah. So like, you know how some people are, yeah, or, or listen, here's, uh, and I'll make this clear. Like, I, I appreciate the early spotters. I like people who spot early music. Like, 
I remember I was working, uh, I was a part-time, I was like, I was probably 17, 18. Uh, the owner of the place where I worked, uh, um, her daughter had just come back from New York City and had like a tape and was like, you got to hear this. This is some guy named 50 Cent. Mm-hmm. And admittedly, like, why do I say this story today? Because I remember it to this moment because like she she nailed it like a year ahead. Yeah. Right. Like a year ahead, I'm sitting in Cambridge, Ontario, listening to a tape that came from New York City, some dude named 50 Cent. And like a year later, it made sense. Right. Like that's that's fun. That's cool. Um, but I have the, to exact, be the, pretentious, yeah, I have the yeah. exact same experience with Eminem. I was at a okay. house in I was in like uh, grade 12. OK. And at this guy's house, he was a musician, too. And we were like writing a song or something for like a show like a coffee house show. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Oh, I listen to these because we're kind of close. He's like, I-, I was listening to this Detroit hip hop uh, radio station. And they like, you got to hear this. You got to hear this rapper. And he played like uh, my name is for, for us. Like, there you go. So like, I totally remember mm-hmm. that the same way vividly, Yeah, but I think you can still do that. And like pop music too. You can still catch them first. Oh no, like, that's good. Yeah. That's no, that is a good thing. I'm not saying that's bad. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. You want, and I say that's a harder one to find. Okay. That's what what I'm going to say is like, but you, what, what that was is early, right? Like I, uh, my, my best find recently is what I would say is like, I, I remember we, there was a Miami, um, nights themed party and, um, music playlist was in my hands and I had put, uh, this new song I'd heard just recently by this artist named Rema called calm down now this is well right this was well before selena had heard it because at that point there was no selena version to put on the playlist right like i had just i had found it i was put it on uh i remember playing it like a lot that night and then like a while later is when i was like oh what just hit the radio like selena gomez remixing of bubble i'm like i've been validated right like there's a validation to it right now it's hard to do with pop music and what i was trying to get at earlier was it's like I don't respect the the snooty person who who's gonna who's gonna be like, oh, but oh, so of course you haven't heard of like Maggie yeah. Rogers or something, but like before Maggie Rogers broke, you know what I mean? Like it's like or or any um, like Vampire Weekend before they were Dashboard Confess, like anybody who was an indie before they the indie mainstream happens, right? Like the, this idea of like, oh well, once they get big. That's when it's horrible anyways. Like I don't I I only listen to bands who are playing in like clubs. Mm. Right? Like that's 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 like silly because it's like you're never gonna man, you know how many shitty clubs you have to go to to get one win? Yeah. You might have to go to like a hundred different shows <laughs> to like and get to one band who out of those hundred shows. But that's why people, bands that's why people like, hang on yeah. to local musicians too, right? Like yeah. I've been friends with local musicians who have followings and because pe- people want to be part of that excitement. So they see someone great in a bar and they like attach yeah. themselves to them. Well, that's different because you, you need to be excited for somebody at the like the food truck festival mm-hmm. or the craft beer festival or something. Right? You know, what I mean? when it's like blah, 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 playing the stage at six, you're like, sweet. Or if you go to like the CNE and you're like, holy crap. They got the main stage. Like, that's cool, right? For like local acts. But what I'm getting at is like the person whose entire personality is built no, off I'm, of I'm like. Getting that, at right? it too. Yeah, yeah. They're like, they find it first and they hope they can make it huge and they want to be part of that. That's what I mean. Yeah. 
But not even that. That's fun. I like that. I don't like the shamer. I don't like the person who shames you. I know who you mean. I get it. For, you mean? Yeah, they have like a leather notebook and they like um, smoke from a pipe and that kind of thing. Yeah, I know who you mean. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> they make like um, origami on, on their part time, like spare time or whatever. And like, yeah, I know <laughs> who you mean, dude. I'm reading you loud and clear. For yeah. Sure. <laughs> They have like a community garden. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. They're you like know it. Always yeah. in sandals. <laughs> That's it. That's the ones they they uh, just don't get Taylor Swift yet. You know yeah, right? but I, for honest sake, I've always kind of liked pop music. I can uh, I can tell you all the way throughout like gr- grade school and high school. There was always like a part of me, even as a guitar player who like was listening to like blues and classic rock and trying to like or grunge in the 90s and stuff there wasn't wasn't like i was trying to play backstreet boys but <laughs> yep i know i know uh, listen yeah, yeah. i i hear you buddy i've known this about you yeah. quietly for a while and i'm <laughs> gonna say something though uh i'm i've never been happier for you to admit so openly honestly over the airwaves to people that you you love the pop music because longtime listeners, loyalists, some of our, our, our army members, uh, you may remember, you may remember uh, the moment when I told John about how he was the one who told me that Justin Bieber was talented and that he enjoyed the song Baby or something along those lines. I don't think and, so. <laughs> and here we go. Here is a repeat of that exact same podcast episode <laughs> from before where you denied it vehemently. And I had... And I like just like I said earlier. Why do I remember how I know Fifty Cent? Because I remember who told me about Fifty Cent, and why did I give Justin Bieber a chance, even ever? And I'll tell you why. I remember I gave him a right. chance because right. John Brown said, "Give him a chance." You're right. I was an early adopter of the Biebs. I remember kind of being on that uh, boat for uh, Sean Mendes too. I, I'm. I've said like oh, yeah. I think he's gonna write music that in like fifteen years that I'm really into. Okay. I think that was like ten years ago. So I'm still waiting. <laughs> Here, no, I remember you've mentioned Sean Mendes. I don't know if it was on again on the pot or just in private, but I I remember you telling me like you, you enjoyed I talk uh, so his much talent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I talk a lot of Mendes in private for sure. There's but always got- a lot of Sean Mendes. I mean, it was it was all fun and games until like you really went anti Camilla for a while, like after the heartbreak. But I think you're oh, over it now. I am, I think. No, I don't know. <laughs> no, you were like, I can't believe uh, she's playing him. like oh, yeah. at Coachella, right? At Coachella, you were like, I can't believe he's even letting her near yeah. him. No, yeah, she was... Courtney loved him for sure. <laughs> so funny. Uh, except he got it yeah. a lot, I suppose. But um... yeah. Mendes. So, so who else do you love? You love the Ed Sheeran. You're a, you're an Ed Sheeran fan, aren't you? I mean, uh, there's a couple songs. Like, I got to admit, I got to uh, preface by saying that like none of these pop songs. I, I listen to, like a pop playlist a bunch, but I don't like really like dig into any of the artists' uh, yeah. old discographies. I guess so. Maybe I'm not like maybe I'm a filthy casual <laughs> in the pop well, world. No, you know what? I, I'm i going to give you marks here, buddy. I think you do something I do that a handful of people do. 
there, there's, yeah, I was going to do one of those. There's two kinds of people, but the, truthfully, this is one of those things where there's like probably seven or eight different kinds of people about this. But generally, you know, there are people that if you get in their car and they're going to put on music for a long drive or something, um, you know, let's for the sake of argument say 50% of people will go with the shit they were listening to in high school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just where they are. That the music has not gone further from a certain point in time in their life. That's where they are. They like it, right? And and that's it. And then there are people who um, will go knee deep on the top forty, right? You're, you're a Seacrest fan. You're somebody who's listening to the the charting numbers. You know what's Drake's newest mid song? You know what I mean? That's like the kind of thing you're into. Uh, and then I say that's kind of it. And then and you get to choose between those two, right? Like if you if you're just because you're the person who who's still stuck in high school music doesn't mean that you're stuck in bad high school music. That doesn't Hold mean it, right? Give yeah. me a sec because I feel yeah a compliment coming. So continue, please. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Keep going with the story. And then there is the the top forty listeners who can sometimes also find themselves going down new avenues and and learning things because of like it's younger, right? Like, like the person who listens to their old stuff might uncover new gems from that time period Mm -hmm. and be like, Oh wow. I can't believe how much the Smiths sound like the blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, but then current day, uh, you know, there's people who have to learn how to do the Dougie. Or, you know what I mean? They need to be taught. Teach me it. To the point where people have to put out songs saying that I will teach you how to Dougie. Right? <laughs> um, so. <laughs> well, thanks for um, talking about listening to current music by using the oldest reference ever. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, uh, was that fleek? That wasn't fleek, I'm guessing. Not on fleek, what I just did. I don't know the words. Um, I just try to wear the hoodies. Uh, it's just, it's, it's like, the thing is like, if you go that way, that's fine too. Right. But it it can be good or bad. Right. Because like, you can also like, you could become a Swifty. Right. Like yeah. there, there, there's dangers to both sides, which just to say like, and, and, um, I'm going to be honest. Um, John with every passing day, every passing week, every passing month, <laughs> every passing year that goes by. Your admiration for me grows. (laughs) Almost as much as my admiration for Taylor Swift to see you growing, right? Like, I I think I might be. Can I tell you some secrets uh, that I've always... I've always tried tried to find new music. I'm I'm always on the hunt for new music, right? I think you are too, right? So when I was younger, back when making like a mixed CD was the thing, Mm-hmm. I would go to the BET charts. Okay. I would like take all, like take a bunch of like the top trending songs from the BET charts to like stay current with that kind of type of music that I was into at the time. And these days, oh, why'd you laugh? No, it's just you're doing the right thing, but it's like people kind of look at that weird sometimes, right? <laughs> no, but, but, but you have to be, and you know what I love about it? Good for you for broadening your fucking horizons, right? Sure, like sure. you, you know, but I mean, you went to the BET charts, man. <laughs> you wanted to know, yeah, right? Like you wanted, like this is like it's like when Dr. Dre says that he listens to Johnny Cash, 
right? Or like when when Bono says that he listens to rap music, like you should, right? Like you should have expanded horizon. Like you you you're you're you should be able to listen to everything so you can appreciate it in different ways. Um, that's all I was saying, man. I liked that. That's it. That's it. Uh, so these days, in the same vein, I think my music tastes have changed a little overall, but I'm still like, I still want to find new music and then kind of grow into it. So what I do these days is there's two channels on YouTube uh, that I kind of every once in a while check out for new content. There's one called Triple J, which is like um, a studio that like invites artists in to do cool covers and, and perform other music of their own. So you'll get artists that maybe you've never heard of on this Triple J. I think it's an Australian channel, actually. Cool. And like, I like it. Covers. So, like, one of my favorite new artists is a young guy named Ruel, R-U-E-L. Uh, and he's like a Bieberish type or like a Kid Leroy type or something. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, like an e-boy. He looks like an e-boy. Um, and I'm trying to say current as possible by talking like saying e-boy. Anyway, so like um, I'll go to this Triple J and I'll find him. He did a cover of a Lenny Kravitz song. It okay. ain't over till it's over. And I was like, this is good. And so then I started listening to his music and I kind of dig him. And then I'll go to like BBC One and they mm-hmm. have like a cover studio and you can see a lot of the time. So for BBC, it's like bigger, more established artists. Yeah. But it's still, you know, music from the UK or wherever that maybe we don't hear as much over here. North America. 21 years old is our yeah. Australian singer-songwriter friend, Ruel, who's actually based or born in uh, the United Kingdom. So I guess he's born in the UK, but lives in Australia now. That's yeah. fine. Too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. <clears throat> nice, man. Like, I like finds like that. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I hope for you that a Ruel single uh, becomes <laughs> a, uh, a top 40 charting summer banger. You know what I mean? As oh, yeah, kids people will know it now. Yeah, now I have they it will. documented that I like. Yeah, his big his biggest song was uh, "Painkiller," but I don't okay. think All I don't right. think it was popular again over here yet. So, no, I like the early bubbling find pop find. Like I said, pop finds are hard, right? It's like you know what I mean. Like imagine how uh, imagine being the person who had heard Royals. Before yeah. anybody else in North America, and you kind of knew it was coming, right? Yeah. Like you just kind of knew Lord was going to have a moment, right? And you're like, "Hey, this is going to be kind of big this summer." Like, it, there's fun to that. Um, it's hard to do. Listen, man, it's hard to do, and I don't think enough people get credit for the work they put in sometimes to stay current. You know who said it about Lord? Friggin' David Bowie. I remember she. There you she, go. She, she did like a David Bowie tribute at like the like the BBC, like the awards or whatever, or something like that. And they introduced her by saying, an artist who David Bowie said is the future of music, Lord. And it's like, yeah. what do you say about that? And then she becomes a huge star. <laughs> Obviously, but she David- must, she like a rising star at that point, right? Like David Bowie, yeah. like it's good to get on like the, yeah. uh, what do you call it? Like the stamp of approval or the seal, yeah. right? Like at a certain point, that kind of like helps. Yeah. Um, but you have to figure she found herself in, a, in. I mean, like you had to have, you had to have shaken some trees or or made some noise to have gotten into David Bowie's orbit in the first place. Like yeah. I don't, I just don't see David Bowie going deep into like 
the new up and coming indie like sub five thousand streamed song. I like to think David Bowie does that actually <laughs> in heaven right now. Rest in peace, <laughs> Bowie. Anyone, Rest in peace. Any artist who does it, it's David Bowie. Um, have you ever had that? Have you ever listened? Uh, like you know what I mean? Like you listen to something on like the the Spotify or something, and and you're like, oh man, that was amazing. I wonder who this person is, and then you look at it, and it's like this person's got like ten thousand monthly listeners. <laughs> Yeah. Like it's a nobody. It's just some rando who kind of made it onto the list, but like blew you away with what it was. Um, and you're kind of like, huh? But you know, John, you know, so deep down, you know, uh, this will never be someone that what? like is going to blow up to that level, right? Like, you know what I mean, like, never. Like, I've got a handful that I know will just never make it out of like playing at the like the Starbucks, maybe. Right. This podcast is part of the Pete and Bass blow up, so we know exactly. We were there, we were right. there documented. Um, but anyway, so listening to pop music more and more lately got me thinking about like how come as we age, we age out of things like that sometimes. And we sort of talked about it already, saying like there's the type of people who will play stuff from high school or whatever, and like yeah, everyone knows about that kind of nostalgia like oh things were better in my day but it's just like a selected memory kind of thing so why do we yeah. like grow out why do we age out of those sort of, sort of things do you know anything about that uh i'm sure there's a bunch of things we could google right now and like psychiatric like levels of like why we think or do things in a certain way but i would say the aging out of things seems like it's preordained in, in certain ways, right? Like, it, there there are things, like, you're, you're told as kids, right? Oh, well, that's a phase. Or, you know, you're going to grow out of it. Um, like, you know what I mean? Like, a, let's say you've got an 11-year-old godson, John, and and I don't know if it's the case, but let's say he, let, what if he's obsessed with wrestling? And, like, you have a thing where you're like, is he going to be the guy who's into wrestling for the rest of his life? <laughs> and a part of you is kind of like, well, it's a phase. They'll grow out of it. And they do, right? Because some, the, the vast majority do, right? Like, not every kid is still into, like, monster trucks. A handful of them are still into it by the time they become adults, right? <laughs> like, it just, it doesn't, because it, if it was going to sustain that way, like, a lot of things would be way more successful, right? Like, the circus would still be around, right? right. Like, it's just, there's there's a handful of things that just you kind of grow out of or age out of. But um, I think that's different from staying <laughs> current or knowing trends or understanding like you know what i mean like there there was two kinds of people like when when obama was running for president in 08 or whatever and mm -hmm. him and michelle did like a little fist jab thing like the the fist pump instead of like like hugging or shaking or like whatever it was just the thing they all they did was like a little fist bump at the end of like a speech thing and the world blew up like oh my goodness but it was like <laughs> It was for so, the kids, you know, what yeah. I mean? like the kids looked at it and they were like, okay, cool. And then what happened by the time 2020 comes around, you got freaking like presidents, like hitting elbows with people during the COVID, right? <laughs> like you come a long way, baby. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you just got to yeah. stay, you got to stay current. You got to stay ahead. I did read a cool thing that I thought you'd find in kind of interesting. Um, there's a, a hypothesis from this psychologist at San Diego State University one of my favorite Diegos. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, they coined the term life history theory. Life history theory. Okay, yeah. let's go. So it's like teens have behaved differently depending on how hostile and unforgiving their local environment feels to them. 
Hmm. Which means to say, like, you know, how society felt when we were teenagers is different than how society feels. I mean, holy am I ever paraphrasing her. Uh, doc, like, no, but that makes, yeah, like, yeah, I get it. Thesis, but anyways, yeah. So that's why it's hard for us as we age to relate to popular young trends because we have a different life history theory, right? Which I think is pretty interesting to think about. Well, yeah, that's one of those things where it's like, you know, uh, it's it, uh, the inverse of that is the idea of like when you. <sighs> What's the age old cliche of kind of like, oh, you know, you don't know, you haven't lived what I've lived, you don't have my experience. Like the way like adults would kind of talk down to children in that condescending, like, oh, you'll see, right? Yeah. Like, oh, blah, blah, right? Like, blah, blah. Like, it's the inverse though, because the idea is, and this is the argument that every, when we were young, John, we made this argument to our parents and mm -hmm. our kids are making it to me. You know what I mean? Like, it's the idea of like, yeah, but you aren't living in my time, right? Yeah, yeah. And it makes, that's just what it is. Because, man, like, I could never explain to my parents, like, the internet is the future, right? Like, yeah, totally. like you know what I mean? But, like, if, if because if they had the same life history theory or viewpoint or whatever you want to call it, life experience, if the life experience is matched to the point of, like, where my perspective and their perspective was shared, well, then my parents would have also have helped me, like, invent Facebook or something, right? Because they would have known the value of where it was going, blah, blah, blah. But we saw it in a different way, right? Like, they were... And that's always happens. Every older generation is told to, like, be afraid of whatever, the, like, the young kids are doing, right? Like, the internet's got porn and strangers. Don't don't let them do anything. And then it's like, I mean, it's still here, but we got way more other shit. Like, I think society is as old as as the youngest at the front. Like, the idea of being this. If me and you... Uh, and like Michael Che and Colin Jost are the standard bearers of what it means to be in our forties right now. Then that's way different than what it meant in 1989. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. When like when Bill Cosby and Danny Tanner uh, and like Sam Malone were like what it meant to be in your forties. Right. Like it, it's like, because we've kind of pushed ourselves forward and, you know, God bless fucking Jay-Z for this, right? Like, he he just, he, until Jay-Z ages, I don't age. Get it? Like, and like until he decides he wants to get old, I don't have to get old. It's just how it's been, how it is, right? Like, how old is Jay-Z? Is he, like, near 60? No, I think Jay-Z is, like, 52? Oh. He is uh, 53. He's 53, right? Mm -hmm. So he's a decade ahead of us. Yeah. But to me, he looks, he feels like me. He feels like he could be 43, which means I get to be 33. <laughs> right. And that's why, that's why I, I don't, right? Like, that's why in, in today's 2023, when you line up a 40 year old man, that 40 year old man looks closer to what Bart Simpson looked like in 1989 than what, you know, like Paul Reiser did on Mad About You. Yeah. It's just a weird, and it's God bless hip hop for this, right? Like I don't know what else it could be, because adults nowadays like seek to still live out their own interests and hobbies and stuff as they age. Where our parents' generation were like, "Nah, you just you just work and come home for your kids or whatever." Yeah, 
I, and I think our, our parents' generation is like the, the bitterness for our parents' generation is that they rushed through life thinking that they were going to die young. But they they were the first generation of the modern medicine marvel. I mean, like the, there's there's so many people in their late 80s and mid 70s who had planned to think that they weren't going to be here by the time they were in their mid 60s and late 70s. You know what I mean? So us, our generation, with the benefit of knowing that, hey, not only are we going to make it to 70, 80, we might even make it to 90. We have decided we're going to stretch our 20s and 30s out for longer. Our, our 20s are going to last 15 years. Our 30s okay. will last about 20 years. Yeah. And then by the time we're in our 50s, well, fuck, man, it'll be, we might start acting 45. Hmm. Maybe. Right? Because by the time I'm 70, I still want to be 50. All right? And by the yeah. time I'm 90 is when I'll start being 70. And based on like what I see, seven like seventy year old Pacino's doing this, fuck man, I should be doing like you know what I mean. Like in the future, the idea is like if Pacino was yeah, able, that's yeah, what I mean. Like if, if Pacino and De Niro are making babies in their seventies and eighties, that should mean that when I'm a hundred, <laughs> I should be able to make a baby. Or like, like that's how the math should. <laughs> you still you know should. me in math, man. You know me in math. <laughs> that's what I'm seeing. <laughs> that's still not fair. <laughs> but that's why I say. That's why we're hoodies. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I still wear hoodies. I'm not wearing cardigans. When I wear, I wore cardigans for like a few years, like ironically, maybe, or because I thought, <laughs> no, but you know what? I also, I'm not going to lie. I thought it was like appropriate for the age, but I didn't feel comfortable in it. Right. Like when I'm 35, I'm like, well, I guess I can wear this. You know, it is from Banana Republic. So that's fancy. It's a nice <laughs> cardigan. It's got nice buttons. I'll wear it. And then you wear it and you're kind of like, I don't feel like an older 34. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like an older 35. Um, this doesn't feel right. And then, like, it's just, and you never go back to it. And, like, I put my hoodies on, and I know from the outside that looks like, man, midlife crisis boy over there thinks he's still 26. But it's like, truthfully, I feel like I'm 32 when I'm wearing it, and I still feel like that's acceptable, right? Like, uh-oh. Like, it's, I think the fine line of, like, when it becomes weird you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? The, the, the idea of, like, when are you the old man in the club? Like, uh, when it comes to fashion or tastes and stuff, hello, right? Like, hello, teenagers. <laughs> yes, yes. When are you Buscemi with the fucking skateboard, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be that. You don't want to be that. But, but. You got to, like, toe the line. That's why the, the, hand, the fist bump was, like, cutting edge. They probably cutting tested. Edge. They probably tested. Like different uh, uh, signs of affection for you. You know, no, but the, I think the funniest part is that you know they probably had like a test focus group on that too. And Obama's probably like, you know, guys, um, um, I've been thinking, I've, I've been thinking, I've been doing a fist bump at the end of this next speech. And like half the room was like, oh, sir, I don't know if America's ready for that. <laughs> you know what, I mean? like, it's, like, what the hell? Sure, a butt slap is uh, testing very high. <laughs> yes. I mean, listen, fist bumps, no. You can grab them by the... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. that might work in another 10 years, actually. <laughs> However, oh my goodness. Uh, but yeah, like, I I, uh, I think it's... I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. I, I think, like, there is a, there is the notion of this perpetual Peter Pan-ness that could be happening to our entire generation. Um Right, like there, there, there's something to be said about how the the Gen Z um, seem to hate 
the boomers and the boomers seem to hate the Gen Z. And like, here we are, us Gen X and millennials kind of just like hiding from everyone being like, like, don't even draw fucking attention. Cause like, we are the problem. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? like we're we're the issue let those two fucking girl let let those two groups fight it out though right like yeah yeah gen z you mean like what do we do as el- like millennials and gen x really what do we do other than be like yeah look look at these fucking kids on the tiktok oh yeah boomer i guess you don't know how electric cars work right like we just egg them both both sides on yeah well meanwhile what are we doing we're we're watching tiktoks in our fucking teslas <laughs> we're here enjoying it all man we're enjoying it all while like exactly what we're doing. this intergenerational war it breaks out between us yeah. we're making uh, our parents dreams come true of a better life for their children <laughs> it's it's like a weird one though man like it it's uh i feel like you you <sighs> it's getting to a point though where the reason i have to like start opening up to taylor swift is because Beyonce is aging out of the people that are, you know what I mean? Like the, 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 the kids who are coming up as you will. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, like uh, if, if you, if you took a random nine year old girl right now and asked them, who do you know more about or who matters more to you, Beyonce mm-hmm. or Taylor? They want to instinctively say Olivia. But because the option was Beyonce and Taylor, they're going to go with Taylor, right? Really? Because you know, like, because they, they don't know enough about Beyonce to get trapped by the old person into like, I mean, because like, you know, it's the same way as like our generation of 40 year olds right now, John. And if you're like, who's your favorite musician or something? And they say the Beatles. And you're like, really? <laughs> like we grew up with fucking new kids on the block. And you're telling me the Beatles is what you fucking stumbled into. But the thing is, it's just, it's, with over time, sure. But if you were to ask a nine-year-old right now, and that nine-year-old was to say, my favorite band is the Beatles, that just tells you that they're paying attention like when their parents are playing music. Yeah. Right? Like, or, or that they've just got a good ear for like, hey. Yeah. yeah, they, they like, they, they, you know what? That also tells you that that nine-year-old is cool because that nine-year-old doesn't want to say Kid Leroy. Right? Doesn't want to say you know, um, Ed Sheeran or whoever else they hear on the radio all day long. They, they want to be different. They want to be unique, but they don't know anything else. So they're like the Beatles or right. Like, so nine-year-old girl, if you ask today would say Olivia, but we'll say Taylor to make the old person who was asking feel comfortable. Get it. The nine-year-old's going to be like, I don't want you to feel too old. So I'm going to say Taylor. Cause I don't think you know who Olivia is. Meanwhile, Just- we want this child to say Beyonce. That's all I'm getting at. I want to quick aside here. You're talking about Olivia Newton-John? Is that who you mean? <laughs> That's the one. Or I'd oh, like yeah. to say something to you. Yeah, man. On record here. You're a very good friend, and I really enjoy having a weekly conversation with you like this. There's not a lot of people that you sit down and talk to um, without phones and distractions like this. And I really appreciate it. Um, I think I think that uh, fulfills my uh, duty on World Kindness Day. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Happy World Kindness Day today. Oh, wow. I'm so happy you were being so kind. Uh, it makes <laughs> me want to be kind on World Kindness Day. Yes, today is the day 
You can do random acts of kindness, teach it, donate, volunteer, spread positivity, which is what I just performed. Um, You can perform an act of kindness, which I I don't think I did do, but I didn't really interact with any actual humans today except for a guy at Subway. Okay. This this (laughs) confuses me because the idea that... That I was kind. I know it's no, like... no, no. It, it, you know the argument of like every day is Valentine's Day, but like, like, isn't every every day should be kindness day? Yeah, uh, and, and to make sure that the to go out of your way to create a kindness day tells me that that means like, don't you also need to balance? Like, there needs to be a balance here of some sort of like International Day of Spite. <laughs> well, right? we're, we're working our way towards the purge. Don't worry. <laughs> Like International Day of Spite. Today is the day you just get to be rude to the the person at the drive thru for no reason. Today is the day that you get to really like it's just like, I would honestly that would start the purge, I think. Oh first. It's like it's like a gateway drug. But uh <laughs> random act not random act, World <laughs> Kindness Day. Uh started in ninety eight. That's when we decided that um the trend the trend to be kind was dipping. <laughs> and so I had to start a day where they had to remind people that this is a good idea. <laughs> wow. That's like Billy Clinton was just getting like his last BJ in office and was like, you know, I just feel like everybody needs some kindness. You know, really, that's it. On his way out the door. Huh. Cool. 1998 though. Yeah. That's interesting. It seemed like such a newer in that. No, but it's just like 98 was such a, um, innocent time if you think about it in the grand scheme of like we were still a year away from like getting price price gouged over like y2k stuff that didn't matter you know what i mean like the amount of people that had to like run out in december of 1999 because oh my god y2k like bought all this stuff and and like the microwave didn't attack them they were fine right (laughs) like nothing happened so that was mean because like that yeah well no i think that was the first time i would say like because like well we would have been like 17 18 at that time so i think that was the first time in my like life that i could kind of like witness or or had noticed like oh wow like capitalism's kind of stupid sometimes like the (laughs) idea of like they're just they're gonna try to milk money out of us every single time something weird happens right like you know like when the veil was lifted so early (laughs) right yeah and then goodness we made it uh we made it through and then like 2001 comes along and boy that was interesting for its own reasons right <laughs> like oh goodness um whatever do you mean <laughs> it's just airport lines just got way longer that's all i'm gonna say you know, like it just took way longer to get through something. i mean for us in north america <laughs> it was the first time we ever felt anything <clears throat> Yeah, no, I would say it was the first time uh, I would say I felt an overreactive or over overcorrection, right? Like the idea of like what I still don't understand 22 years later is kind of this whole idea of um, shouldn't we have done something about why? So like, you know, what I mean, like ideology, like why would someone what could drive someone to want to do that? And I feel like why don't we go figure that out and solve that versus like. Let's put an armed marshal on every plane. I don't think. I don't think that nobody uh, thinks that. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, yeah no. Right. Never asked why. <laughs> no, and then that's the thing. Am I like you know what I mean? Like it, it's still like you have a school shooting or something in the states, 
And like 50% of the people's first reaction is like arm the teachers or put armed guards in the schools because like that'll help it. it and, and like the reaction to, to sort of like nine 11 kind of was the idea of like, well, put, put guns on all the teachers, right? Like it's like, well, what would be way more cooler is like, if we could just make it so that like everybody likes each other enough so that we don't need to like worry about it. But it was a really, really damn good time to sell metal detectors to like stadiums, right? Like so, so there was money to be made in the fear. Uh, same way as, as as always, right? There's always money to be made in the fear. So, whoa, this is getting heavy right. for World Kindness Day, Gaurav. Just give me a yeah. Copy. <laughs> Sorry, uh, shit, man, John. You don't have the, to. You know what? You're Ask the best at bringing out weird, weird no, conversations. No, no. no, no. Right? Because I don't want to, I don't want you to pander. A, eh? that's not very kind. And you know me, my need for validation is like, you know, I don't Ooh, know. Ouch. That's, that's got to be a, some one of those like sins or something. <laughs> see, see, when you as a uh, an older white male talk about your mental health like that, John, that makes you sound so Gen Z. <laughs> oh, no. Thanks, I didn't mean it. I mean, I'm not going to do anything about it. Does that put me back in my right? <laughs> No, I was just saying. I was just—I was trying to say a very nice and kind thing to you. Oh, thanks, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, so it's World Kindness Day. That's the day that we're recording this, by the way, okay. not the day that it's coming out. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, everyone who heard that, now that we're in the future, I didn't mean it. <laughs> I didn't mean it. <laughs> Welcome to. It's like now that you're listening to it on actual International Day of Spite Day. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Psych. Goodness. Out of modern uh, slang. Um, no, but I mean, listen. We'll do the homework tonight. We'll figure out what all the new slang is, and and we'll we'll be we'll be up to date. And you know what? God bless our our good friends over at Urban Dictionary because <laughs> there has been too many things. Like it, you know, it was funny at first when we were young, and it came out, and we we're like, "Why would somebody need this? That's <laughs> yeah. so whack." <laughs> and now, now we're here kind of being like, cap, is that good? Like, no cap. <laughs> I mean, is cap or no cap? Cap, they're both the same. No cap? So cap. That's cap, man. That's cap. You know what I mean? Like, it's... <laughs> they're both the same. Uh, oh. It's just keep it lit, John. Just keep it lit. Avoid right. the mid, you know, all those things. Let's go. Um Thanks, everyone. <laughs> let's go. Let's, no, it's actually, let's go. That's how you got to do let's it. Let's go. <laughs> oh, my go. God. No one even, like, the kids these days don't even say let's go. So that's just how old we are. We're so, like. Isn't it LFG? Is, is, is LFG gone? Is that not a thing anymore? <laughs> oh, was that? It was let's fucking go. All right. Anyways, maybe it's a gamer slang. Yeah, that, hey. Honestly, John. Um, I, I appreciate you coming on World Kindness Day um, and, and keeping me up to date and keeping me young with all this line because, you know, I don't game, right? So since I don't game, I really have not as many avenues to, to know what the young kids are saying and how they're doing it, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. I, I don't online game with young kids, trust me. But go listen to Triple J. Tell me which uh, new musical acts that you like on there. I'll, I'll tell you right now. Triple J, called uh, Like a Version. Uh, you see what I'm doing? What they do? Oh, I see. I hear it. Um, clever kids today are clever. 
It's not all. It's not all winners. <laughs> a lot of the times I'm not lasting through the whole. But like, you know, everyone's yeah. like, I think I saw the Wiggles do a Tame Impala song. And that was okay, though. That was okay. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for uh, staying tuned and listening. We appreciate you guys. If you're still here, everyone, we'll see you in episode 166. Gaurav, have a great week, man. See you later. Stay kind. See you, bud. Uh, do you remember anything?